0: You're listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Visit us anytime at our new website, magic-and-medicine.com, and that's magic with a K. I'm your host, Dr. Candace Nadine Green. Hello, welcome to another episode I'm having some music problems again. Okay, thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of It's All Good, Magic Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. So happy to have you here listening to our show, and today I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, lowering the music number one (laughs) today I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, what the ancestors call and decolonization as the show is titled when I was a kid I was always out in nature my father was a he was a farmer growing up when he was growing up Um, they my grandfather had some big big lands, big property down in Alabama I believe it was plateau the flatwoods area i was i visited there in the nineteen eighties. It was beautiful. I spent the whole summer there uh it was wonderful running through the fields oh that oh, that grew you know they grew so, it was beautiful, so much food watermelon just wonderful my grandfather also had a store now this land was left to them by one of my I think it was my second great-grandfather and he worked hard again he was a descendant of the West Africans who were brought Brought to Mobile Bay and who lived in Africa Town, so they had some land. They worked hard, even though there was slavery. Some were slaves. They, this particular relative, managed to get this land, and I do have a copy of it, of the certificate certification from. I want to say it's from Roosevelt, Uh, President Roosevelt, signing him the land and his relatives to him and his relatives forever. Uh, Sorry, him and his relatives forever. And that is what uh, my relatives lived off of the, and they sold their goods to the public. And that was their livelihood, that's what they did. So I, I remember being a child there and feeling so free. I learned a lot about growing things I learned and I enjoyed it I mean I was here I was my parents had left their lands and they went to the cities as many of people did who were were descendants of slaves and they tried to get to, to get a better life and for me the city was horrible even though my father despised the country and the life that he grew up, because he wanted to, uh, he wanted to go to school, and he he wanted to experience the world. We always want what we don't have. But I would sit and listen to the stories of the elders, of them. Even as a young kid, I was such. They said I had such an old soul, which to me, I was I was searching for my ancestors. I mean, I I knew the immediate, the ones who were very close, but I wanted to know more. So I would sit and listen to the stories. I would suck it up like a sponge and try to learn. I so wanted to live back home, what they called it, back home with my grandfather and my cousins and all of them because the The city life the par- parochial school that I had attended from grades kindergarten to eighth grade was very depressing it was horrible I didn't understand anything I was picked up I was picked on I remember one kid made fun of me and um they asked what uh call I think it was collard greens or something like that they made fun of me and said I ate pig guts um which I did not <laughs> and they would make Make fun, and because um, I all I knew was what I was taught, so I only knew the the country. That's what I knew because that's what I was taught. Even up here, up north, my parents tried to. I mean, when they were together, because things kind of fell apart after then, and it was horrible. But when when they had, they tried to rent some land and had a farm, had some, had a was grown in a communal thing. It was a communal. Uh, garden. And it was nice going there. I remember riding in the back of the pickup truck going there and shucking and corn. We'd pick the corn and the beans and, and the collard greens. And I would sit and help. And I sit help. And I, I enjoyed those times. No one else did, but I, I really liked it. But, you know, here in the city was terrible. Here I was made to stand up. And I remember a nun in third grade made me stand up in class until I said the word radio in an acceptable with an acceptable northern accent that didn't help my self-esteem any they taught me that they taught me about a white God who didn't accept me because my family didn't pay their parish money to be a member to be a member so I was I couldn't participate in any of the events not that I wanted to but they really made you feel an outcast by not allowing you to participate in any of the events and to just watch whatever was going on. You were excluded and it just increased the depression. Sometimes, and I I just wanted to die and I tried numerous times to take my own life and at that time home life was not supportive either. They were going through their divorce and infidelities and and, um, incorrect usage of voodoo uh, it was just awful. But even even in the church, my parents tried to go to our church here in the States, here in, in Rhode Island, where they were then. The church talked about a white God and a white Jesus and told us how wrong we were. In Sunday school, we had to memorize verses. So to me, it was the same thing as parochial school. Um And, you know, I I really didn't like that. I I longed to be a part of the, to be in connection with the earth. Because I know, first of all, we weren't, we were never going to go back to Africa. So I learned about the lives of the the West African uh, slaves who were brought here. And I was told a lot about the the black cultural country life that was, Entwined with African traditions and some words that I I didn't even know. Uh, like my father, I remember, I, he called the little wrens the birds, uh, chichi, and that's what I knew it as, chichi. I didn't find out until years later that years later that it was a Yoruba word meaning small, small bird. And that's I I did a report in class on Chi and I thought everyone called them chichi, and they made the kids made fun of me. Here I was, I didn't know anything else. So, so I, I mean, it was some, some words of the Yoruba language that was passed down to that, that my family had bits and pieces of uh, because the Yoruba were, you know, our ancestors. My mother on the other hand was so ashamed of her, her roots and from where she came only if only once did I get to visit a relative with her out in the country who she lived in the shack but I loved it there were pigs in the back they didn't have a toilet they used a bucket um, and to me it was just wonderful I, I it was so free it was just free so but I still she didn't talk about her side and so I learned a little bit I, I didn't learn enough. It wasn't until I became older and I started a relationship with my grandmother, that I learned some things, especially about the mysticism and the gifts, the spiritual gifts that we were born with, that we have throughout our family lineage. My grandmother my grandmother, who passed away in April of 2019, who she and I were very close, and I learned a great deal for her and i had to go through going on ancestry.com to do some research and african ancestry to, to my dna and things like that but i always had this in, i had this inherent love of nature and the earth as a kid i just felt that society wasn't accepting of me or my culture I just, I, I just felt it. It was just a part of my being. I could feel it in my blood, even though I didn't have the words or whatever. When I was outside, even as a kid, as a young adult, as a college person, I just felt it, and it was just natural for me to communicate with the trees, to communicate with nature. Sorry, my cat. No honey. So and animals it was just just natural just a part of my being i remember when i graduated from college and i became a seventh grade english teacher i felt that yeah i did it but i still felt lost that part of me was missing here i was thrown into society where i had to look a certain way to dress a certain way and behave a certain way so i had to be professional i wouldn't cut my hair and had it um relaxed and things like that it, it was just awful and i had to look oh certain made up every day a certain you know, certain ways. i knew the society was not accepting of me for of me being me who i am so again i i spent a lot of time trying to connect with the divine and the ancestors i had many dreams i communicate I communicated with lots of spirits and, and things like that. And, you know, I was called witch and things like that and all of that. I spent a lot of time in what I called prayer. What I thought was my my, my version of prayer. Lots of walks in nature. So in touch with the animals, the trees, earth. And I'm still like that today. I mean, I had to go full circle And in order, I had many bumps and stops along the way where I gathered information or learned about something and then went on because it wasn't for me. But a disruption came when I was in college and I allowed a toxic relationship into my life. The ancestors warned me. They gave me dreams as warnings, um, but I wouldn't realize the dreams until afterwards. I'd be like, oh, that's what that meant. After this toxic relationship, I was lost again. And only acceptable, only sociable, acceptable was only sociable, socially acceptable, so acceptable thing was to return to a church, and in this case, it was a black church. I thought that I would feel, I would feel that I belonged in there, and it was a Baptist church, black Baptist church here, and I I felt for a little while good because I was singing and I was. I, people liked me, and I was—it was great to to be black. But when you talked about Africa or other things, nope. Again, I was demonized. Uh, the pastor told me that I was—if I weren't meditating on the word, then I was wrong. And I just could not embrace this this Christianity that was forced upon my people. And in black people unfortunately they don 't know this they they for some reason they don 't embrace this that this or or want to know that it was it was a form of oppression. so I went back to searching for a natural connection, and I sort of came full, full circle through through Catholicism through spiritualism and i 'm back here. the ancestors were constantly calling me teaching me etc so i think it was an i think the stops along the way were necessary so i could gain some some knowledge uh you know because i had read and studied the bible but i didn't feel it it wasn't me but it was a necessary for me to learn so that i could relate to other people when showing them and teaching them about african traditional religions the ancestors kept blasting me with dreams and callings to come back i mean i remember when I was meditating, uh, Oshun came to me to direct me, and I didn't know who Oshun was at all. And I w- wondered, who is this? I don't know who this is. But she came th- to me via an, an ancestor, an African ancestor of mine, to bring me to Mami Wata. And uh, now I'm at a Mami Wata. I'm, I was initiated to the Mami, Mami Wata spirit. And people throughout my, my path would be throughout my journey here would put be put in my path. They would say things or whatever and direct me to direct me and and then once their task or job was done, they'd leave my life, they disappear. I've even had battles of those who were trying to get me off the path. I, I remember when I, I witnessed a possession right in front of me and the person who was possessed when the when the when the um when the spirit left this individual who was in front of me he looked like he was absolutely lost like baffled like he didn't know what happened to him his whole body and tone and everything changed and he was immediately possessed and that was the first time that i ever that i had ever seen one but i was not shocked or every time some weird thing some not weird but because to me it's normal but every time some some spiritual occurrence that's absolutely outrageous and fantastical happens. I'm never afraid. And I think that's so interesting that I'm I'm never afraid. And I think that's because I have my spiritual team with me and they have prepared me and they're with me or my higher self has come down to face whatever it was. You know, even... After you know, after uh, after uh, when I left the education field after eleven years, I just the the hair the the way I was like the colonialized representation of what an acceptable black woman was to me it changed. I was not going to. I have long dreadlocks. I'm not covered in makeup. I'm I wear what I want to wear. And that, that has always shocked a lot of people because there have been times when I'm like, I wear this. I'm not, I don't have to look like a certain way. I look what makes me, makes what I like. And yeah, I'm wearing maybe earthy clothing or a lot of Afrocentric clothing and, that, and that's fine with me. Because that other stuff, the professionalism no longer served me uh, the way I was in the professional career with the suits and all that stuff. I, I had to be connected again to the earth. And it happened. And then the person who helped me retrieve the pieces of my soul that had been lost, they completely changed. And they left my and I think that was so they can get out of my life. And they did. And you know, my husband, I remember one day I was I was so upset with him. We were leaving our little house that we had because we were having another baby and the house was too small. So he we went on the hot property search and I just got upset and I said, Look, I'm not searching anymore because I thought he was indecisive, but you know, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. And he got this beautiful property uh, without me being there. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't see when he signed the purchase and sales agreement, I just looked, I said, oh wow. And then he said, wanna see what we bought? I said, okay, and it was perfect it was just perfect the woods private quiet safe animals we see so many different animals in the forest a large i can have a we made a large garden touched the earth it's just secluded there's trees it's forest and this was perfect for me to do my work and to grow the family also and getting back to my roots here my natural intuit, i'm a natural intuitive gardener and mystic etc and I, it just all came out it just came to the surface and you know it showed me that it was always within me anyway my lineage was felt through me um and you know and then you know another thing happened was i found a community of others that were just like me and i was able to uh use my 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 gifts to make be a, make a living for myself uh, you know earn monetize it and then the when the pandemic happens at the beginning of the pandemic i was so grateful to be able to do my services online and and that way i just book it, it just it just fit naturally and i commute and i i just have my altar where i commune with my the ancestors regularly and you know, I, I sometimes I, I try to reach out to others. I, I feel bad for a lot of, you know, there are all these people who will always say, I'll pray for you and you're going to hell and stuff like that. And I just, I just, and with my podcast and my writings, I try to show them, show them the beginning, the roots. I mean, you can be a Christian if you want. I mean, don't, but just don't try to push it on me and try to say that I'm going to go somewhere bad because of, because I've embraced my roots. Because let me tell you, it was a form of possession. Them trying to make us be who we're not. And when you embrace your 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 fullness, who you are, your ancestors, your ancestry, your lineage, it's a beautiful feeling. It's just a beautiful feeling. And I encourage, you know, you to, to do that too. If you can, do it too. And... It's just, it's just wonderful to be able to, um, to be able to, uh, to be, be just to be able to know who you are and where you come and to touch the earth. And I have my plants and I'm, I'm very happy about that. And just about, um, just about quite a, a, a lot of, a lot of things. So, you know, it's, it's very, it's very encouraging. And on that note, I do offer, you know, services to help you find out uh, your, help you communicate with your ancestors and your ancestry and help you find who they are. And you can find all of that on my website. That'll be mentioned at the end of the show, the very end of the show, you can You can can, uh, connect with me and I can help you as well. So again, thank you for listening. And I encourage you to, to definitely find your lineage, your ancestry. And until next time we speak. Thank you for listening to It's All Good Magic mysticism and earth medicine check us out at magic hyphen and hyphen medicine.com and that's magic with a k thanks for listening